Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 107. My name's Tyler, and I'm here with Matt, and we have a we have a very special guest today. Karina, say hi. Hi, everyone. Karina, why are you here? I, and who are you? So my name is Karina. Um, I am a friend of Tyler's. Um, I begged him to be on this podcast. Before you would ever listen to it, right? Several times, and I listened to episodes yesterday for the first time, and I'm actually a new huge fan. So Why did you beg me to come on this if you'd never been on it before, mostly, or if you'd never heard it before? Mostly because I love talking, Okay. and I have an opinion on everything, so I just love the idea of a podcast, mm. and I also feel like our humor is a little bit similar, so I just knew that, like, I just assumed your podcast would be good, and I listened to it, and I was right. Your podcast is really good. <laughs> I, I already hope that Karina becomes a frequent guest. Oh, we'll have you pod. Well, let's wait till this one finishes. Yeah, but right now, I feel like we'll have you back. See how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So Karina and I have known each other since 2017. We established this before we started mm-hmm. recording. Uh, we worked at Camp Shamanot together, and then because we both live in the MSP suburbs, we are have we have the same friend group, mm-hmm. so we still hang out. And Tyler and I weren't friends at first. I had no trouble with her, but she thought I mansplained to her one time. <laughs> Not, which, to be fair, I did, but I didn't realize it. Also, I it was like a little bit of a joke that I told Tyler all the time that we weren't friends. And then yeah. I realized I was actually kind of mean. So I have accepted that we are friends and <laughs> actually pretty good friends. <laughs> yeah, well, I also feel like we're better friends now than when you said that we weren't friends yes, all the time. Yes, I agree. We yeah. hang out a lot more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. But it was a rocky start. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was rocky. Again, Rocky and Karina's mind. Very In my rocky. mind, everything is going well. But like... I don't deal well with authority and I knew that Tyler and I were the same age and he was trying to lead me probably in a nice-ish way mm. but I took it as a little bit condescending uh, mm-hmm. that's true because I was on leadership yes. that summer yeah so it made sense that I was doing that but I mean yes. it also makes sense it that was somebody just your like, age is telling yes. you to do it and it I think weird. we were like kind of friends before that and then you pulled like the come on we have to do this like pay attention and I was like who are you <laughs> But we got over that. And that wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm looking at two friends sitting here together. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Can, I, can, Absolutely. I, can I ask you both a question about each mm-hmm. other? You said you had a question for us when we started? Yes, I do. I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant to say this part because um, I don't want to, you know, make you guys feel awkward. But this is the question that I ask like a couple when they sit down to first do premarital counseling. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. It's like the first thing that I ask them, mostly because it just gives them an opportunity to start talking and kind of break the ice in a way that's also helpful for the conversation. Sure. So I usually just ask him, hey, just tell me something that you appreciate about each other, right? Total opinion question, just get them talking, whatever. So um, as I'm getting to know Karina for the first time and we're introducing our audience to her, um, just you each tell me something you appreciate the, about the other person in this friendship. The first thing Take I thought, off to Rocky Strike. The first thing I thought of was I appreciate that you remind me of my sister. Okay. <laughs> Karina and my sister are really similar and yes. I don't get to hang out with my sister as much as I wish. Mm-hmm. So when I hang out with Karina, I'm like, well, this isn't hanging out with Alyssa, but this yeah. is fun. <laughs> this is like a, yeah, a yeah. little microdose of Alyssa. And why does she remind you of Alyssa? Um, they just have really similar personalities. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're internal workings are pretty similar i would agree and Mm -hmm. thus how they act on the outside is similar as well Mm -hmm. i think we have again same similar senses of like humor silliness kind of yeah i think i've obviously interacted with Alyssa in pretty unserious situations so i picture her as being a really fun person yeah and i'm pretty unserious most of the time too yeah also i appreciate sorry to do too um i appreciate so i was talking to a friend of mine well he's more he's my brother's age so he's like 19 so he's a little bit younger than me but we were talking yesterday about how like most people our age are becoming kind of lame mm-hmm. so it's nice that you're 25 years old and you still will like have fun yes or is, are you 25 yet yeah. you have your birthday yeah hey, happy mm-hmm. birthday. thank you thank you <laughs> um so yeah those are the two things okay 
I think the first thing that came to mind was that I know you're super busy all the time and you still make time for our friend group, which is really important because a lot of people don't. And that's another thing too, with our friend group getting older is that a lot of people kind of fade in and out. Yeah. Legitimately have jobs and families and stuff. And I feel like you always make time for, you know, weird little random stuff, which is super fun. And I also think to your intentionality in terms of talking about God with me and or with our friends is impressive because it's not something we talk about very often but I always know that if I had something question I mean obviously you're a pastor you know so like you're kind of that guy when it comes to that stuff sure but I feel like I appreciate the way that we talk about God because our relationships with God are different mm-hmm. and I feel like we have really good conversations about that type of stuff yeah which is helpful yeah, before we started recording, Karina says that she said that she has a different view of the Bible than we do. So yes. we'll see how our talk about Psalms goes today. Yes, yeah. Nice. I would say Psalms is a pretty neutral book in the sense That's of true. it's hard to have like a really harsh take on the Psalms, I feel. So I feel like maybe our our take on Psalms might be similar. Yeah. But I think I was listening to Job, if you listen to the last podcast, um, and how I view that a little bit differently. But I sure. do feel like Psalms is psalms is hard to have a bad day on. it's a good book <laughs> yeah 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 also oh yeah we should we should address that so this episode is being recorded before the next two weeks episodes we recorded so the next two episodes are also about weddings the one next thursday is about me and emily's wedding and the one after that is about matt and molly's wedding um and on that i talk about how oh we were going to talk about the psalms today on both episodes we're talking about the psalms today so I didn't forget that we talked about it this week. We recorded this after. <clears throat> Did anyone understand that explanation? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Basically, when you hear us talking about the Psalms in the next two podcasts, and you think we already talked about that. Right. We, we hadn't already talked hang about it when we said it. <laughs> Just wait patiently. I know you're all like super excited to hear their takes on Psalms. So hang uh, in there. Um, we have a sponsor. Yeah, we are right? sponsored. This is our okay. second ever real sponsor. Well, Yay. this one's different than the last one in that this is not from the CEO of the company, like Watercolors by Mary was. Ah, um, I gave it to the intern to write. Yeah, the intern named Soren. Can I introduce our sponsor? Sure. Yeah. Okay. This week's podcast is sponsored by... The Minnetonka Public Works Department. Here at Minnetonka Public Works, we do things the right way. If you live in Minnetonka, you might know this. They go above and beyond to have the best staff and employees that they can get. They might be hiring. Probably reach out to them if you're looking for a job. We don't do things halfway. Unlike Eden Prairie Parks, <laughs> quick dig at the Eden Prairie community. Uh, it keeps going. <laughs> the parks in Minnetonka always look immaculate and are ready for young children to make memories that they will cherish forever. That's a big statement. Mm. Minnetonka Public Works is here to cater for your every need, also unlike the Eden Prairie Parks. <laughs> they pride themselves on staying up to date in regards to playground equipment, as well as keeping the hiking trails clean and efficient to use. So why in the world would you go to Eden Prairie Parks when you could get the attention that you require from the Minnetonka Public Works? Stop for a bathroom break, stay for a lifetime. Minnetonka <laughs> Public Works. Thank you, Minnetonka Public Beautiful. Works, for sponsoring this episode. Greena, you got a voice for commercials. I know, that's why <laughs> I offered to read it. <laughs> that's silly. Stop for a bathroom break, stay for a lifetime. So Karina is a weddings expert, we hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least a big fan. Big fan of weddings. Big fan. We're going to get into that. But Psalms first. Mm-hmm. How about the Psalms first? Um, do you mind if I kick off the conversation? I would love it. Okay? I did not prepare. Um, I like to get a like an overview of how we're going to attack this so we get have a little bit of direction. But what if we talk about things that we um, appreciate about the Psalms and then turn a corner and talk about the difficulties we encounter when we read the Psalms, if, if any. 
So why don't we just open it up and say, hey, what when you open the book of Psalms, um, what do you really appreciate about what you find there? Karina, go first. I think I appreciate that it really feels like a love letter to God a lot of the times. And I feel like it's a really good jumping point for people who maybe like aren't as familiar with talking directly to God or maybe haven't had as much experience praying. I feel like you can really pray a lot of the Psalms. And I feel like that was super helpful when I was younger and learning it, that it was like a lot of the stuff that David is saying is very much like things that you can just pray to God, praise to God. I feel like it's a very accessible book for people to read that may not have experience reading the Bible or maybe are intimidated by some of the other Old Testament books. Like I feel like Psalms mm-hmm. is a very like it's it's really accessible to people, I think, and it's a really comforting to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Um, this is yeah, I mean it is a like. Sometimes it's kind of a, a hate. <laughs> I don't know. I so I am not an emotional person and I don't really want to be. Um, but Psalms shows me one that, um, it's like, okay to tell God about all of the emotions you do have. Mm. And two, it kind of tells me that you're supposed to, like, if there's like 150 chapters about (laughs) David and other people Mm -hmm. talking about what they're actually experiencing to God, I don't feel like I have an excuse not to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing on the whole. It just annoys me sometimes when I want to suppress my emotions. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, this is just a little bit different, um, take or angle on what you both said, but I really appreciate the fellowship that we find when we enter into the Psalms, um, both in the, like the writers of the Psalms who, you know, mostly David, um, later in the, in the book, um, or in the collection, you know, other people, other voices are added to those. Asaph, um, wrote some Psalms that I really appreciate, but, you know, when you're going through something hard, you open it up and you are reminded that, oh yeah, like other people who have been in close relationship with God have also gone through really hard stuff. I'm not the first one. My suffering is not unique. Here's how they handled it. And I can enter into that fellowship and just know that um, I'm not alone. And then of course, so many of them point ultimately to Jesus and his suffering, Psalm 22, for instance. Um, And we just read these phrases that like, put our feelings into words so much better than we probably could. Like my soul is like wax that melts within me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, in Psalm 119 with all those little eight set or eight verse sets, like the fourth one is like, my soul clings to the dust, mm-hmm. you know? And um, if you are in that point, you know, you really appreciate how you can go there and like, Oh wow, this person writing was like at a really low point, And so am I. So there's this immediate rushing feeling of I'm not alone. And um, I, I really appreciate that. Nice. Yeah. What about difficulties? Um, as you're reading through the Psalms, do you ever encounter anything that's hard? And how do you deal with that? <laughs> um, I don't. I would say the the like easiest answer is uh, imprecatory Psalms. You know what those are, Karina? No. Imprecatory Psalms are the ones where the author is like, god break the teeth of my enemy in their mouths oh, like sure. destroy them obli- yeah. and you're like is is it good that they're asking god to <laughs> do that I be yeah should i be doing that too yeah <laughs> those are hard i mean how i how i addressed that was that i was teaching a bible study on psalms so i just did a bunch of research to figure out what mm-hmm. i thought about it but yeah i would say like if i'm just picking up a psalm and reading it if i come to one of those i'm like what is this doing here like what am i supposed to do with this what did your studies show you or like what did you take away from it um well it's been like a year 
So if I'm remembering, if I remember right, I think what the, the interpretation that was the most helpful for me in, in how to like approach them is that we are not supposed to take imprecatory Psalms pointed at like a specific group of people and say like, oh, okay. So I can pray that God will destroy so my enemies in the spot. Praying for our enemies' teeth to fall out. Yeah, no, I, I think the, the, <laughs> the, the, the response that was most helpful for me was like, we should be praying those things, but we should be praying them against like Satan and the demons. Sure. Um, it's, it's like a model of, of how to talk to God about how to destroy the enemies of God, gotcha. which at this mm-hmm. point, like, right. Spirit, spiritual battle, mm-hmm. Satan and the demons. Okay. And on the other, like on the other hand, we should be praying well, along with that. Actually, we should be praying that so that the people who are frustrating or infuriating or oppressing us can be free of what of the yeah. influence of yeah. like, evil spiritual powers going above and beyond yeah. the so. person and also i agree with that tyler also embedded in that model is the idea that we leave room for god to take his vengeance mm-hmm. on people and we don't like take up the sword ourselves that's romans right people down romans right? 15 yeah. yeah so god is like the intermediary between me and my opponents or the people who are against god and we're going to god to talk about it and leaving it in his hands mm-hmm. really yeah so. right that's good what's hard for you Karina in the Psalms um I don't think I guess honestly I'll I will be totally honest and say the first thing that came to mind was again reading Psalms when I was younger we had a lot of reading through the Bible kind of similar to you or you're just talking about how you read through the Bible and I always felt that Psalms is really long (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally honest as a kid it is pretty long I was like okay this one's kind of the same this one's kind of the same and I do feel like again a lot of them Mm -hmm. are very unique but a lot of them are very similar and I think that as a child reading through them I have not recently read through Psalms but as a child reading through them I was like okay we get it like you love God and you hate this guy let's move on you know what I mean (laughs) I I did feel that like two months ago when I was reading Psalms yeah yeah so that that was my only I honestly don't have any personal harsh takes against psalms again i find it very accessible and i actually really enjoy the book but it wouldn't be something that i would be like i cannot wait to read all 150 150 psalms you know what i mean i actually had to read all 150 psalms for school and I did it. I so I read the entire book of Psalms front to back. Oh my gosh. And it took about two hours. Oh my and gosh. I liked that actually a lot more than when I would when I when I read them over the course of like a month. Sure. You know? Because right. if I'm doing like a Bible reading plan, I'm reading like three or four a day. Yeah. But there was something yeah. that I liked more about just like taking the entire book in. Yeah. But I also just like taking whole books in of yes. the Bible in general. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was I a mean, fun, it was a funny experience. Yeah. Okay. Um I have the same difficulty with imprecatory psalms like mm-hmm. that that's that can be harsh to read through like you're reading through this beautiful psalm of david and then like all of a sudden it like turns 90 degrees like whoa where did that yeah you know, feeling come from but i'm gonna go in a little bit different direction because and talk about something else that is a struggle sometimes i feel guilty when i read the psalms that i don't feel the way about god that the psalmist does mm-hmm. <laughs> like wow this person is really in love with god's word like they're sure. praising it and like all this praise is coming from them. And on any particular day, I may look at my own heart and be like, I am having trouble identifying with that. Hmm. Um, you know, praise God for this, praise God for that. God, I love your statutes. God, I love your rules. And sometimes it's like, wow, what kind of experience is this person having that I'm not having? And I'll tell you how I've dealt with that. This won't be a surprise to Tyler or uh, longtime listeners to the pod. But I think we really can use that to say Jesus is the one who is able to say 100% what is written in these Psalms regarding faithfulness to God, love for his word, love for the commandments, um, commitment to follow them, 
Like, I have not forsaken your law. Like, Jesus fulfills that role. And when I look at myself and I don't see that, I can look to him and say, and remember, he is the one who has fulfilled perfect religion for me and perfect love for God. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to feel ashamed and guilty when I come here. I can rest in Jesus who lived out that life. Yeah. And take the next step with him in that direction. Yeah. So I've tried to deal with it that way instead of like keeping this shame on myself. Like I must not be a very good Christian. <laughs> I would agree. There's a lot of very strong emotions. In a lot some of big feelings. And like you were saying, like, it, I mean, I would say it's pretty hard for us, I guess, depending on your personhood to access those such strong feelings, again, either towards God or towards an enemy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If yeah. Those, I feel like those are hard for us to access if you're just, you know, reading your Bible on a <laughs> yeah, Tuesday morning yeah. and you're like, Whoa, Tuesday morning, uh, 730, you'd okay, rather still be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any other Psalms questions? No, I think we're on to weddings now. That's, that's, that's the thing about Psalms. Like, it's such a long book, but I feel like it doesn't take that long to to talk about. Yeah. If we were going to go, like, Psalm by Psalm, right. that would take way too long to talk about. Right. Exactly. Maybe that could be our next podcast. Like, after we finish the Old Testament, we go through every Psalm. <laughs> really dive into that, it yeah, yeah that would be like four years of content yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that off, uh, off air <laughs> talk about how that's not that great of an idea off air yeah. <laughs> all right so karina we keep a pretty strict time limit on this podcast yes like 12 and a half minutes for weddings 12 and a half minutes for weddings that. so let's get right to it yeah karina why do you like weddings so much i would oh, say wait, wait, we have to introduce this okay so karina when i when so how did this happen so i posted my be real a week ago yeah. and i said we're Matt and I are setting our podcast schedule because for the next two months, we're like never in the office the same week. Sure. Um, and Karina responded immediately. Can I be on it? Yeah. And so I called her and I said, do you actually want to be on? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, we're talking about weddings right now. And she said, oh, that's perfect. I oh, love weddings. Love weddings. <laughs> so Karina, why do you that. love weddings? So I think first and foremost, I love weddings because I love love. I absolutely adore it. I love celebrating it, especially, I mean, a lot of the weddings I've been to are close personal friends of mine. So to see them meet their person, have a beautiful celebration of love, I feel like it's so happy. I've only ever not cried at like one wedding. And that was when I was someone's plus one and I never met the bride or the groom. So that's a little bit of like a an insight into how I just love weddings. I get emotional every time. Did you cry at my wedding? upstairs in the other room you know i will say tyler's wedding is a little bit i was real quirky in the fact that yeah she was upstairs i was watching tyler's wedding off a live stream in a different room i don't think i cried at your wedding i I would not have expected you to cry though it was like the least like emotional for you i put you guys upstairs because i i knew that people would probably want to talk through it but i feel like it probably did lose some of the emotional punch it did it wasn't it wasn't as you know emotional as being in the same room um i told i told them well i'll mention next week but i can say it now as a teaser about my wedding we got married during covid it was wild we'll tell you all about it next week um i know that everybody upstairs stood up as we were walking down the aisle even though you yes. were on a different level of the church Absolutely. that makes me laugh so much yes i love we that were you guys fully did that. committed to being as present as possible and that was standing up when emily was walking in absolutely looking at the screen looking okay. at the screen we won't say anything else about my wedding because that's the entire focus of next week's podcast yeah um what else what else do we want to ask karina about weddings well um recently we had a conversation related to weddings and like what we could call unity actions yeah take place during wedding i Black. found that was very interesting actually especially about your wedding the unity candles and yeah. whether or not you extinguish them i a little bit relate to tyler and the fact that i think that they're a little bit pointless but i do understand the symbolism did you like the title people. of the podcast yes <laughs> did i tell you what i titled it i titled it unity candles with an angry face <laughs> 
so yeah, give it, give us your take. You're okay with the shows of Unity, even if you feel like maybe they're up a little hokey. I don't want to put words in your Yes. Ass. No, okay. I do. I think that every couple has their own thing. And as someone who's been to probably 15 to 20-ish weddings in the last four years, I think that I do find them a little bit silly. Either it's pouring sand or it's the candle or whatever. Everybody's got their little thing or their time. Everybody's got their thing. Everybody's yeah. got their thing. <laughs> If they love it, they love it. My parents had a unity candle that was like, again, like burned just like the tiniest amount that they lit the ceremony and stayed on top of our mantle for 20 years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Hmm. if they love it, they love it. I personally think it's a little silly. I don't think I would have it at my wedding. Mm. I think that, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel the need for that symbolism, but I appreciate that some people do. Everybody's got their own thing, you know? I think that's, that's a good way of putting it. I don't feel the need for that kind of symbolism. Yes. Like I'm very cool with symbolism. And I feel like there's a ton of symbolism, like, in the ceremony, like you said, like, you're standing up there promising each other yeah. for a lifetime. What's more symbolic You're putting a ring on that you're going to wear for the rest of your right. life, you unless know you lose I mean? it in a, in, you lose it in a ring like me. with a candle, you know what I mean? But yeah. if, if they, if people want to put that on their mantle, more power to them. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay if you don't have an answer to this question, but if I don't ask it and there is something there, it's going to really, we'll have missed something. Sure. Have you ever seen anything at a wedding that you think has been very strange? Mm. So you got a lot of wedding experience. That's yeah. very true. Did I you think... say you've been to like 40 weddings or more? 40? I think like 20 maybe. Oh, I thought you said five every year since you graduated high school and you've been out of high school oh, for sorry, seven graduated years. College. <laughs> oh, college. That sure. makes more sense. Yeah, could yeah. be something that happened during the ceremony. Um, could be something that was said by someone in a speech afterwards or just anything oh, related to yeah. reception wedding that you think um, I think thought was strange. Speeches are a big opportunity for weirdness. I think that... <laughs> That's a really good statement as well. The, the weddings in and of themselves, I would say a lot of them are fairly typical. I haven't noticed anything like I like you would went to like a really traditional one. I don't know that I've ever been to one that I'm like, well, that is so strange. I've never seen that. Speeches, on the other hand, there is always that like story that like the whole crowd can tell that like the bride did not want to be told. <laughs> or you know what I mean it's like the father-in-law or like the sister that's like telling some embarrassing something so I feel like maybe not strange but I've definitely been in receptions where the speeches are a little funky you know somebody's grandpa gets up and is like I just want to wish you know uh happy wishes to the couple and they go on for 30 minutes you know what I mean so yep I would say probably reception and or speeches are where things are a little bit more fuzzy in terms of what is allowed and what isn't and there's always somebody that's got a little something funny to say and it typically comes out in a speech so this is a question that i want all three of us to answer i just i just thought of it uh what is the best and worst wedding food you've ever had oh gosh i would say hmm I will say Justin. He's has he been on the podcast? I I've definitely mentioned Justin. I don't think he's ever been on. Okay. I know he's never listened, so I don't think he's been on. Justin, you should listen to this podcast. Also, I better hear you say that. I think that <laughs> I think that they had pizza after their reception as people were leaving. Yep. And or anyone that has food trucks and or some sort of meal for as people are leaving the reception, in my opinion is the best possible scenario like the food in and of itself is difficult because you have to wait probably 30 minutes especially because i have minimum i do usually two and a half hours this weekend for food at a wedding and that's like the food just loses its you know power when you have to wait an hour you know what i mean 
So I would argue the best wedding food that I've had was probably at a wedding in New York that I went to Emma. Um, it was her friend and they had like mac and cheese, pulled pork. I had that at this truck. wedding this weekend. That's why I asked the question. Oh my gosh. It were Carson's wedding too. Carson's wedding like they also had like fries, like good, like fried food. Like you've been dancing for two hours. You just want a little snack. That is where it's at. And I think that's so critical to a good wedding now is having mm-hmm. something for people to eat on the way out. Yeah. What was the worst food that you had at a wedding? Mm-hmm. Honestly, the one I waited longest for. I don't even remember. I, that, dang it, you stole my answer. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't remember anything that I was like, I hate this. Because I feel like a lot of them are fairly, again. It's pretty similar. They blend together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they got some sort of salad and some sort of meat, some sort of pasta. Yep. So I would say I haven't had anything that's like super off the wall bad. Mm-hmm. But if I have to wait an hour for it, I'm not going to mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you got, Matt? I feel like it's been a whole slate of different kinds of meat, and uh, I probably had every possible wedding thing: taco bar, baked potato bar, mm-hmm. pulled pork, yep. steak, all over the place. But the one thing I'll mention though is that um, I appreciate having some kind of uh, hearty snack while you're waiting. Yeah, like an um, hour. Yeah. yeah. Well, like in Wisconsin, it was kind of trendy when we were there for people to have like a popcorn bar or candy bar yeah. type stuff where you could just help yourself while you're waiting. I agree. It goes a long way, doesn't it? Does. It does. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of goodwill wrapped up in that. So yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, Karina stole my bad answer. It's just when I, when I have to wait a long time, <laughs> I hate it. Um, And the best? Uh, anything. I, I don't have a specific best meal, but the best is anything that's a buffet. Because uh-huh. I don't like when it's portioned mm. out because Ooh, I, I, eat, I eat a lot. Yeah. And, so and you I... want to be able to get what you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I want three servings of mac and cheese and I don't want any meat, I want to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's all. Let's get Karina's take on seating at receptions. Would you rather be assigned a seat or um, choose your own? I think I the vast majority of weddings that I've been to is sign, assigned seating, mm-hmm. which I don't mind because, again, a lot of the weddings we've been to have been camp friend group and or there's a mm. solid group of us that are there. You know where you're going to be sitting. I know yeah. where I'm going to be sitting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like weddings as far as like, um, like when I went to this New York wedding with my friend Emma, we were, you know, coming in from out of state. We didn't know anybody. So in that, it was also a sign, but it was also kind of fun because then we got to know everybody else at the table. Mm. So I just feel like based on the weddings that I've been to, a lot of them are my friend group. We all are at the same table. It's super fun. But I would also argue that it's pretty fun to have not assigned seating. I just think that I have not been to that many weddings that don't do that. You know what I mean? I, I can't like, think of a wedding without assigned seating. But no, it's very yeah. much. And I would agree that you were saying too, that it's kind of like the couple's responsibility to set it up in a way that people are by people that they know you know yeah. what I mean? yeah and I feel like I I think that that's I don't know if that's like our generation thing but I think a lot of people our age very much do that where they they, they spend time pouring over the seating charts to make yep. sure everybody's sitting and I like that because yep. then I get to sit next to my friends so I'm not mad about it yeah. yeah we went to a wedding uh three years ago where our family was seated at a table with um two other couples and in both the guys' names were Easton and Weston. Oh my gosh. Easton and Weston, and they were both with girls named Haley. No. That's uh that's a great that's story. one in a million. It's be hard to top, isn't yeah, it? that's one in a million. It's crazy. What's up, Easton? What's up? <laughs> Weston. Haley's. Hope you I've hope heard you're Easton before, but Weston, do we feel like I knew a Weston in college? Do we feel <laughs> like they just 
<laughs> which one do we think came first? That's my question. I, did they pick one or did they say, we're going to try and have two sons and name them Easton and Weston? I feel like I assumed that Weston came first. Weston and they're like, oh, we got another one. Let's go another direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got some wedding day etiquette questions yes. uh, to ask you guys, especially be, um, because we've got Karina here. So wedding day etiquette. I've seen some struggles in these areas before. That's why these questions are being asked. What time should you aim to arrive at a wedding? Uh, 15 minutes early. Okay. You're, I, you're nodding. Are you saying yes? I fully agree. And I am a chronically late person. Mm-hmm. Chronically. I was mm. 10 minutes late to this. Um, so I have been up to probably 15 minutes late sitting in the back row, like sneaking in the side. I always aim for 15 minutes early. <laughs> Most of the time I get there as it's maybe like two to three minutes before it's starting, which yeah. is super stressful. Would well, not recommend. Yeah. The, the reason that I am so like, like I want to be really early to a wedding is because if you walk in late, you're walking in like with the wedding. Party. No, and it's so awful. It's so it's bad. So at awful. the wedding I was at on Saturday, we the we got there 20 minutes late because we were driving from three hours oh, away sure. and the wedding started 30 minutes late. Oh. So we were, we, we were able to walk in normally, right. like we were so scared, yeah. but <laughs> all of the groomsmen and bridesmaids walked down the aisle. The groom is up there. They're about to change the music for the bride to come in and the door opens and this couple walks in that was late. Oh my God. This is another thing too. If you're going to have like a in church wedding, make it where there's a side door. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let the ushers, like if there, cause there's always going to be people that need to leave early if they have a baby or people yeah. coming in late for just make a way for them. Everything. Just get a side door in your in your you know <laughs> ceremony space so that people can either like me enter late or you know what I'm saying. So you don't have to awkwardly walk in like next to the bridesmaid and you're like, I'm so sorry, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, my, I'm, gonna, can I I'm not in this wedding. Right yeah, yeah. yeah. You got okay. time for one more last, question. Last question. What should yeah. we be wearing to weddings these days? What's the trend? Casual, formal? Well, where are we at? You can go first. I think um, I will say for women or anyone who wears dresses, I'm assuming it'll be women. Um, I'm really big into the florals right now. Big, bright colors. Mm. I feel like that's really big. I also feel like um, men tend to dress more casual for weddings. And I would love to see that pick up a little bit. I think that... Hmm. Well, you're not going to like my answer then. Men can step it up a little bit. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Okay. I think that um, unless there's something on the invitation specifying what you should wear, uh, you should wear a long sleeve button down okay. um, and nice pants. Like I typically wear like khaki colored pants. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think <clears throat> you should be wearing a, a short sleeve button down. I feel like that looks a little too casual. Sure. I don't think it, vibes. yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think a tie is required, but I mean, you'll look better with it. Mm-hmm. Um, what if the wedding's outdoors short sleeve? Okay. No, mm. you to wear a long sleeve. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm pretty, I'm super casual in how I dress. Especially if you don't wear sunscreen. So true. Three, then you need a long sleeve. <laughs> cover up those pale arms. <laughs> okay, Karina, thank you for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Karina. So much fun. Yeah, that was fun. We will continue this conversation next week, not with Karina, but with our wives, and we will discuss my wedding. Goodbye, everyone.